irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station with Dave Cohen, right here on LA Talk Radio. You've just tuned into Dave's Good Vibration Station here on LATalkRadio.com, world's most listened to internet talk radio station. <laughs> vibrations of consciousness do we offer to you every Sunday at one o'clock Pacific Standard. Welcome to Dave's Good Vibration Station, the show where we talk about anything and everything to raise your vibration. As you know, we are inspired by the people that inspire us. And therefore, we like to bring these people to a platform where we can share collective knowledge and essentially raise the vibration of ourselves, therefore the planet. In context, I'd like to introduce none other than Bruce Rawls, my friend, my, uh, my s- vibrational partner. And um, as always, it's, it's such a pleasure to have Bruce on the show. Welcome, Bruce, once again, to the Vibration Station. And uh, thank you for taking your Sunday to spread your knowledge with the world. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, David. Um, I'm almost, as I mentioned before, a bit taken aback but by the introduction, because I think, I think we're all uh, in the same boat. And, uh, uh, and, and I always, it's always uh, a, a joy for me to share. And I, I, and I, and I think we all have the same information. We all have the same um, understanding. It's just a matter of remembering it. And, and, and like you say, it's, that, that's the joy is, is in the sharing of it. And, um, and uh, uh, that's why we're here. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and the inspiration is mutual, as like you say. Exactly. And, and, when, and it's an entrainment sort of a thing, and, which kind of ties into what we thought we might talk about today, which is the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm. Yeah. Something yeah. very, very powerful. Um, and actually, just, just to let the listeners know, if you guys want to um, follow along with our shows, check this out. You can pick up a copy of The Geometry Code um, at thegeometrycode.com. Um, it's, um, every month we, we do take uh, a topic from um, this book that, that Bruce has written, and uh, we, we, got, we, we dissect it, and we talk about the truth of it. So... Um, it, it bends your laws of what you thought was real. It bends your laws of, of, of the day-to-day physical thought patterns that we've developed. And uh, this is just what I love about um, you know, having Bruce on the show and what Bruce has to offer. So yeah, if you guys want to follow along with us, um, feel free to pick up a copy of the book, geometrycode.com. Um, 
Bruce, please, uh, Law of Rhythm. Really, really interested. Yeah, it's, it's such a great one because, and, uh, you know, we're, we are going to run out of chapters in the book pretty quick here. Eventually. I, I, think, I think we've only got two left after today. <laughs> the time will come. <laughs> of, of this particular book, but there's plenty of other things to talk about. Of but we, what we've covered so far is an overview of, of you know, the idea that, um, just maybe to briefly recap for listeners that may not have caught prior, prior or previous episodes. Yes, um, please. The seven hermetic laws um, that were attributed to Hermes Trismegistus, uh, who is also attributed to being the architect of the Great Pyramid and and the inventor of things like chemistry and writing and other cool things in ancient Egyptian antiquity, um, in certain lore anyway. Um, Anyway, that that um, set of seven laws I I found, I stumbled across um, several decades ago, and in a little book called the Kybalion, not to be confused with the Kabbalah, um, right? Well, which commonly, well, which commonly is is confused. I, yeah, I always yeah. like to point that out because they sound like similar words, but they're they're, they're different. And you can actually find the entirety of the the Kabbalion, which is a short little book, but it's 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 got some gems in it, and, and they always came to seem to come back to me as as really interesting universal principles that that seem to apply no matter who or what or how or where <laughs> things were were happening, and and. It led me yes. to a deeper metaphysical inquiry and I think I think we're all uh, in one stage or another of, of you know returning to that awareness in our minds of, of the source that we that we, we never left ultimately and I think that's right. what a lot of uh, metaphysical traditions would suggest is that you know we we think that we've ventured a, away from from uh, uh, a feeling of a perfect peace and oneness that that uh, you know is evident in the experiences of our lives yes. at times, but in truth, there, there's uh, an awareness. I think if we tap into that, brings us back to that understanding that that we couldn't possibly leave that um, uh, all-encompassing um, uh, innocence, joyousness. Um, Vibrancy, aliveness, and and your theme music fits perfectly with <laughs> the law of rhythm. Uh, yeah, that that, uh, that you know that exhilaration that goes beyond anything temporal. Even I think uh, there's a there's a, a a quality of of. Uh, of, of real aliveness that that couldn't possibly change, and that, I guess that's what what led me on this search for so many years to to find well, what doesn't change? What is constant? What is not? Um, Conditional. So, so some of these laws address things that do change. So, for example, the law of rhythm uh, does change. Well, well, I'm just going to let me back up and I'll recap those. Yes, those seven laws again. I'd love the it. Law, please. The law, the law of mentalism um, for your listeners and and as a reminder myself because that's <laughs> if if we're all one being, then that's all it can be, right? As a reminder to ourselves. Um, <laughs> Very true. So, so, <laughs> yes. so the first law of mentalism states that everything is mental. That the world is a, a mental universe, and we just happen to. Have have physical reflections of that that we perceive with our, our physical senses. Um, and that, I think we can find many examples of that. And, and that's why I put in the second chapter of the Geometry Code book, you know, take-home lessons from modern physics, because when we look at um, the, the, the quality of information that came out from the Copenhagen interpretation and, and scientific breakthroughs like that in the last century, yes. we realize that that modern physics no longer can sweep the mind under the rug. It basically says, no, that's that's a primary factor, not just a, a secondary afterthought sort of a thing. Uh, it really needs to be considered as essential to our understanding the cosmos. Yes. So, so if mind is primary, then the rest of these these laws fall in, in, in place. And there are the law of correspondence, which states the classic as above, so below, as below, so above, but it's also as within, so without. Uh, and Very everything true. is basically a reflection in, in the world of, of form and space and time of what's going on in the mind. Right. And then we get to the, the law of vibration, which basically says that there's there's a vibratory aspect to everything, which ties into what the one we're going to talk about today. Yes. Um, perhaps in a slowed down manner, they're, they're essentially similar principles, um, but they're, they're, we we think of them in different contexts, which is why I think they're there's two separate laws in, in the uh, enumeration that the Kabbalion puts forth. Right. Puts forth. Um, and then the fourth being polarity, which obviously. In the world of our senses, there's everything we see is polarized. I mean, there's opposites to everything. And yet, right. there's, a, there's a calling, I think, within everyone at some 
place or some point or wherever you want to describe it that would acknowledge on some level, even if we are grudgingly <laughs> would grudgingly admit it or or, or not admit it, uh, but I, I uh, posit the idea that that you know there is an awareness that is beyond polarities, beyond opposites. Yes. That couldn't possibly be separated or fragmented or divided, and I think that's that's what shared interests bring us back to when we realize that we're all in the same boat together. Yes. That brings us back to the awareness of of that that solidarity that we have with each other, and so the kindredness of, of our relationships is really uh, what not only brings us uh, you know pragmatic benefits but the peace of mind that is is not a little gift as my favorite uh spiritual masterpiece called a course of miracles suggests mm. you know, it's, it's it's not a little gift to be peaceful right. Right. <laughs> so that's the fourth law of polarity the fifth one um that we're going to talk about today is uh rhythm right. and and rhythm i think ties into the other four uh because it basically suggests that as as we learn to undo our investment mm. in things that don't work uh, by by just I guess we could <laughs> start with trial and error. Yes, but, but yes. we will get constant feedback, and I think it's that that principle of feedback that gives us the opportunity to begin to see that there is, uh, a, pun intended, a rhyme and a reason <laughs> to all the things that happen around us, and that. If the law of mentalism is is in in full effect, twenty four seven three sixty five, then on on some level again that there must be some mechanism in place right. by which the synchronicities that that come across. Well, one today was I have I play this little uh, online game called Words with Friends with a, a yes, I love Words with Friends. And today's word was synchronistically wow. rhythm. <laughs> oh my goodness. They have a word of the day feature that you can activate. That's amazing. And anyway, I thought, well, that's kind of fun. That's really cool. But, but it ties into what we're going to talk about because, you know, the synchronicity is, is really that, that the universe feeds back to us and right. gives us um, information about what's in our unconscious mind right. moment to moment. Well, obviously, it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg. You know, the, the, our, our mind, our conscious mind is really like the tip of the iceberg. We, we see just a tiny little fraction of what's going on in our mind. Right. And I think uh, as Freud, uh, Sigmund Freud, you know, appropriately pointed out, uh, and, and I've just recently I've been having conversations about uh, um, an article that Kenneth Wapnick wrote about Freud's uh, work and how how brilliant it was, yeah, um, and then how you can extrapolate that and take it to the next level by realizing that what what Freud suggested was that um, the the realm of dreams is basically a way to get into what's the the contents of our unconscious mind holds for us. And so dreams basically tell us what we w- are, wouldn't necessarily consciously be willing to admit to ourselves. Right. Well, what um, this metaphysical system <laughs> that I mentioned a moment ago suggests is that the the dreams that we think are nighttime dreams mm. don't just stop when you know our physical body seems to wake up absolutely and I think that's what the, the a tremendous gift that the, a lot of the Eastern traditions have provided to us that that the metaphor of an illusion or a dream or a movie and there's there's numerous great metaphors but but uh, certainly a dreaming is a, is a potent one and that what it suggests is that our daytime dreams and our nighttime dreams our diurnal and nocturnal dreams mm. are the same only in form but not in content. Which, which again, the mystical Eastern tradition suggests that, you know, unless unless we have gone beyond uh, the identification with a seemingly separate self, right, uh, and in a perma- on a permanent way, which I think is really a worthy goal for all of us to do, and and we and we can do that, and there have been examples historically of people who have done that. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, and, and, but until we do that, we, we need the feedback. We need the reminders that our unconscious minds provide us in order to get back to the mind and then 
kind of like a fishing pole, you know, reeling it in. Uh, and, and Freud also talked about the principle of projection. So we project out the things that we don't want to look at. So and, true. And <laughs> so true. And, and it's, it doesn't have to be as horrific, you know, nightmarish, so uncomfortable thing if we just deal with the things that come up one at a time and not try to take it all on at once and just, just look at what's going on around us. And if there's any discomfort, if there's any um, feeling of uh, dis-ease or uh, displeasure or, uh, you know, just – being out of sorts, generally, you know, if if there's anything that, from uh, hangnails to holocaust, that uh, has happening in our world that that we don't um, agree with yes. and, and are upset about, that is those are examples of looking at that unconscious mind and seeing that here rhythmically is presented to us again and again and again opportunities yes. Yes. to keep coming yes. at. The same ideas that are in our mind that need resolution, that need integration, that need to be brought together, um, return to the source in the mind, yes. and then seen for what they are. And if they're dreams, you know, kind of like when, when, you're, when you're a kid and, and you have a nightmare and your, your folks tell you, you know, after you've woken up, and sometimes maybe they tap you on the shoulder gently if you're having a nightmare and just say, hey, whisper, they whisper in your ear and say, this is just a dream. You don't you don't need to be afraid. Right. But right. if they you know if you if you do that, you know, kind of in a soft, sweet voice, <laughs> then it, I think that's that's kind of a nice metaphor for the part of us that we took with with us into this dream state that we all have. We all have that awareness of a, a peace that transcends our our, our normal understanding. Wow. And that peacefulness then becomes a mechanism by which we we look at without judgment, without condemnation, what's going on in our minds, which is then handed to us on a silver platter in the form of our, our experiences in life and, and the things that come to us in this world of space and time and form, matter and energy and vibration and rhythm. And it, they come to us in usually a cyclical way. You know, we, if, we, if we don't, yes, uh, if we don't best utilize a, a specific ex- instance of that feedback coming to us and learn to to bring it back inside and appreciate the gifts that it has for us, we get it again. It may come in a slightly different package, but it'll come around again. Just like the seasons come around, we have opportunities to, to you know, plant again, harvest again. We have yes. uh, opportunities to, to – um, I've noticed that when I, I've, I've you know, moved a few times in, in my life in mostly western United States, but I notice that when you move to a different community – um, you may find yourself interacting with different people, but there are archetypes, there are qualities of personalities, and sometimes even facial features and, and things that you remind me, you of other people that you've known before, and, and attitudes and, and attributes and qualities that people express yes. that, that represent – Again, aspects of what's going on in our own minds. So true. And if we can look at that without condemnation, say, "Oh, well, that's just." If I'm upset with somebody, uh, and that's this is this this takes tremendous honesty and practice, which I think is a huge, huge, uh, important aspect of this principle of rhythm: is practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> if we can, if we can just look at what's going on, yes. mirrored to us through the law of correspondence, from our mind, the law of mentalism, through the sensory apparatus, the vibrations, and seeing how we've polarized against them. Wow. Did you notice a, a, a law progression there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we can see the rhythm uh, of the, the, the blessings of the universe coming back to us to give us the insights to, to, to synthesize, integrate, to... to um, resonate and to harmonize yeah. the things that are happening and realize that it's not out there. There's not something that someone else, in quotes, is doing to me. I'm, it's coming from my mind. Right. Whatever, whatever's happening to me is really coming from me. Right. And, and that is you know, something we don't usually on a conscious level want to admit because then that means, well, gee, then I've got to <laughs> – if I really want to be happy, I have to give up all of my victimhood yes. and self-pity and, <laughs> and, and complaining. And, of course, you don't have to give it up, but, but, but we, you, you might recognize you know, fairly quickly on of, of, in the practice of being mindful that 
those act- activities don't really <laughs> seem to work very well. <laughs> very true. It's very yep. true. They're they're all ego based. You know, they're they're low vibration um, activities, and it's low vibration thinking. It's not being responsible with your thoughts. You yeah, know? and it's it's not that it's, there's anything wrong necessarily. No, I, no, I, I love, absolutely I love what, 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 not. What, absolutely uh, not. Ken Wapnick says he says it's it's not evil, sinful, or wicked. It's just um, it's just silly. It's just ineffective. Right. It just it just doesn't get us to the the state of of resolution. And peacefulness and calm, right. the inner calm that uh, can, by the way, happen regardless of what's going on around us. I mean, Absolutely. I'm sure you've met people Absolutely. that uh, aren't flustered when things seem to be totally chaotic or, or calamitous, and 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 you just watch them and say, "Well, how do you do that?" Right. And right. I think that we we all can do that. I think if we can remember that what's going on in our minds. Uh, is being mirrored dynamically 24-7, 365 on some level that we're not consciously aware of. But that's where that unconscious projection principle comes back and either bites us <laughs> if if we're choosing to, to think that we're the victim right. or it becomes, instead of our, our prison, our classroom. Yes. Because then we say, aha, this is my mind. I can choose see this differently. I could see peace instead of chaos yes. by seeing this as an opportunity to forgive myself for having chosen on some level that I don't have to even be consciously aware of. I don't have to understand or be able to analyze or to, to categorize you know, the nature of what happened or seemed to happen in my mind that made up a dream of separation. But I do have to be willing, and it's just the willingness to, to look at it with – I like to think of it as our inner kindness teacher and, and say to ourselves, okay, I'm going to misinterpret this royally if I try to do this by myself. But if we can kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of reach inside, if you will, and grab, grab the hand of our inner metaphoric uh, wise teacher right. and, and just say, okay, inner wise teacher, explain this to me. <laughs> <laughs> totally, without a doubt, and, and, and usually it's not in words. Usually it's in in a feeling, feeling. of release and yes. a feeling of comfort that says, uh, "Whatever you see is is happening, is just um, an echo yes. of a past decision that had no effect on the reality of your being." Yes, and that. Uh, echo, though, is a tremendous gift because it basically gives us the opportunity to get back to our minds where we do have a choice. The only real choice, actually, is to is to return to the mind and choose against um, the warlike um, consciousness of, of, like you say, the ego. It's 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 just a, um, as Ken Wapnick says, a maladaptive solution to a non-existent problem. <laughs> I love that phrase. That's great. It basically, it basically just suggests that that if we can look at all the things that come at, come seeming come seemingly come back to us, <laughs> I can say that uh, are just opportunities to um, return to uh, an awareness that uh, you know there's we're all complicitous in yes in yeah and, yes but that's a good thing that's a good thing because that means we do have um, the opportunity to to change it if if it was all outside of ourselves then we would be at the mercy right of of everything outside seemingly outside of ourselves but instead we can use the same word mercy and instead be merciful to ourselves and automatically because we're connected on a vibratory level with everyone and everything yes 24/7 throughout space and time um that's that heals the whole cosmos. It literally does. In every moment that does. we choose against right. separate interests. It's yeah. it's so true. Bruce, that was that was poetic, man. Like I'm telling you, like that's that was so beautiful. Um something that just resonated really deep um was the the introduction um on the on the first page of uh, chapter eight, uh, you know, rhythm fifth of the seven hermetic laws. Uh-huh. Um the quotes that were on the first page. I'm just going to go ahead and, and read a couple of oh, them off. Oh, please do. Sure. They, they, they resonated. They're exactly what we're talking about. And um, I think that they're also really, they're just like great metaphors. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this, first, this first quote right, right here is just is wonderful. Like, everything flows uh, out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. I love it. 
And that's uh, actually a passage from uh, the Kabbalion. And then um, below that, uh, these, these, these are just perfect. So um, a quote from R10, it's, um, instead of judging automatically, as you just said, instead of judging automatically, you will forgive automatically, right? And then that goes right into the next quote by uh, Gary Renard. The proper response to any situation is love. And uh, that's in the book, Disappearance of the Universe. Um, And then the last quote on the first page, which is in complete harmony with everything that we talk about here on the Vibration Station, which encompasses the law of rhythm, is the first step forward in healing your mind is to avoid judging yourself. I'm going to say that one more time for the listeners. Think about this. The first step forward in healing your mind is to avoid judging yourself. How many times on a moment-to-moment basis do you, like, emotionally or, like, mentally bash yourself? Like, you say, like, you know, oh, like, dang, like, I can't believe, you know, like, why'd that happen? Or why'd you do that, Dave? You know, multiple times, multiple times. We we all do it, don't we? We we all do it. But to catch yourself and say... And even if it's just, well, maybe I won't masochistically beat myself up about a decision I made quite as long this time, you know? <laughs> That's progress. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but, but if, if we just kind of ease up a little bit more each time and then just recognize, you know, it's not, it's not anything to be, you know, hard on ourselves about. It's just, it's just an opportunity to see it as silly, to see it as forgivable, to exactly. see our choice for, um, masochistic uh, self-abuse <laughs> in our mind as just silly. Why would we it's do true. that it's true. when we know there's an alternative? It's but true. if we don't know there's an alternative, then 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 we're always going to be choosing some kind of of you know punishment or some kind of of condemnation or or criticism or whatever. Yes. And I think it's important to remember too if if modern physics is correct and. And as physicist John Wheeler, who said there's no out there out there, if, if that principle holds, then that means that any time we have um, a, a condemnation or a criticism or a judgment that certainly can seem automatic at first until we become more mindful and practice this, um, any time those judgments seem to land on someone else, uh, if there isn't anyone else, then that self condemnation <laughs> comes right back. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just it, it it can't it can't go anywhere. In other words, if if ideas don't leave the source in the mind, then they only appear to be landing on uh, a collection of molecules that we conveniently label as another person or group of people or culture or country or planet for that matter i mean you, you know it, it, so and true. and we if we can see that uh, and obviously that's kind of a, a stretch in terms of you know what for most of us is a is a, a neat a nice intellectual concept but i think when we uh bring it back to earth and going from the astronomical to the the local <laughs> think locally right <laughs> <laughs> after thinking globally and act and in acting act, but the acting locally is is locally in the mind and which really is ultimately global <laughs> well, right it's all one and the same it's <laughs> because they're, they're local, they're, local they're, are no different exactly, exactly. they're completely so, interchangeable so the, <laughs> the, way, the way we can do that is by by just realizing that um, it doesn't benefit anyone to uh, to not recognize that we're all in the same boat, that we're all in the same uh, situation and worthy of compassion. Yes. Um, and, and then that compassion may or may not exp- inspire us to action. Right. Uh, it may just be an, an, a, a quiet inner thought, then we go on to the next um, situation or, or idea, whatever that was presented to us in our, in our minds. And... And that's okay, but but it, if it happens to reflect in a behavioral change, great. And if not, uh, the the main work really is if if this uh, 
uh, this you know metaphysical treatise called the Kabbalion and, and so many other things that tie into it is true, then then the mind is really where the important work needs to be done. Absolutely, that's yeah. that is that is the master. That's how you master the matrix, right? Yeah, yeah, so it we, is. It we, is. If we're and, it, it, and it's not a brute force thing. It's not like uh, I have to fight it. And exactly. In fact, I think that's an, a very important principle in exactly. when we talk about the law of rhythm, is that if we try to go against the tides. Um, you know, we've got a, an uphill battle. <laughs> Very true. I'm mixing metaphors there, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's kind of like um, you know, building a sandcastle, and, and and you know, you can build a wall. You know, if you build the sandcastle right against where the low tide is, you know, uh, you can build a wall, build a wall around it. Uh, right. But you're gonna have to build a pretty tall wall and expend a lot of effort to protect your little castle. Yes, very you know? true. Very um, true. Whereas a, a more you know appropriate technology a solution might be to to you know build a, a machine that harnesses the tides and and <laughs> generates electricity or or desalinates ocean water or whatever you know and I've seen some of those kind of things in recent years and it's like yeah why why not use the flow of the things that change to our not only our advantage but to everyone's advantage to think in terms yes. of how can yes. how can we make yes. this benefit everyone and we don't have to understand the mechanics of that work how that works because for example I, you know you and I don't know who's listening to this show on driving in their cars or listening to their radios at home or whatever right now and we have no idea the ramifications of what some something you or I might say that might say someone listening might say, oh yeah, that's right, and then it reminds them to do something or to explore something that they wanted to explore, and you know who knows? And we have, we have so no idea. True, and then how how that person goes out and then you know speaks their what you know what they heard you say or us talk about and. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. they say someone, they, and then it opens their mind, and then they get it. You know, it's just, it's this exponential energy when you put it out there. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and with every action, even something as little, like every single minute action from a molecular level to a cosmic level, every right. vibration affects everything else in the universe. You know, it's, we are so interconnected on such right. a, such a, <laughs> an unexplainably perfectly woven geometrical way yeah that um that it's it's really it's when you get down to the quantum level we are quantum beings we are all one thing expressing itself into multiple different fractals mm-hmm. for fun <laughs> for the for why to be to be and like I, why, I mean I guess I guess who am I to say wh- why why we exist but I I I have had some like s- some personal experiences that have taught me that that you know the the wholeness of call it God call it the universe whatever it it expresses itself into all these different fractals just so it can remember itself because the infinite. The infinite is so omnipresent that it doesn't know that it exists. So it must express itself into all these different fractals to remember how fun it is to exist. It's like, I don't know, that's kind of the interpretation that I got. And I, um, in, in, in simple terms, in simple terms, obviously there's, there's uh, more laws and, and interwoven connectivities than I have words to use, but but when it comes down to it, you know, we re- we are the same thing. We're all just like, we're all just this beingness of 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 light and of source. And um, so something that you said about the flow, which which resonated with me as well. Um, one of the sub chapters to uh, uh, the law of rhythm is inner responsiveness is groovy. I love this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read like the first part of uh, of this paragraph and because uh, it really sums up what you were just saying just just perfectly. So um, you wrote, "Have you ever felt quote in the flow uh, unquote uh, being in a groove where you simply respond inwardly to whatever comes up instant instantly." Um, is something we often associate with Olympic athletes, charismatic speakers, superstar mu- uh, musicians, uh, you know, and and the people that that make these influences. Sorry, it says and the like, but basically, I'm I'm tangenting and saying and the people that you know society is told to look up to, right? These people. Um, 
when we look at them, we f- we can almost like see their flow, right? Mm-hmm. It says, um, mm-hmm. yet we can gradually achieve our own state of inner superconductivity by lowering our resistance to inspiration, humbly acknowledging that everything we have is a gift, which is true for everyone, and surrendering to the wiser and saner uh, transpersonal self that always votes for the optimal welfare of all. Just, just beautiful, man. Next to being an author, a, 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 a website designer, and a, a movie critic, all these amazing things, you definitely should add uh, being a, a, a inspirational poet <laughs> as well. You're, you're writing; it's it's poetry, man. I can I can see it. I can see it on the uh, in front of like a, a nice like sunset picture like have you ever felt in the flow being in a groove where you simply respond <laughs> inwardly to whatever comes out get- well it, i i think <laughs> i think awesome. we all can you know remember that we all have that capacity to be in the flow and right. i think that's the important thing is that there's nothing special or unique about uh, that uh, capability i think we all tune into it at different times of course. and that's when it is fun and that's when it is joyous because when we get uh, our separate interests out of the way, the me first, the, the combative, um, uh, you know, competitive, the, the uh, adversarial, uh, the, the, the we, they thinking. I like to, I've, I've used that phrase for a lot of years, is that that, that is really, uh, if, if anything could be considered an enemy of, of peace, that would be it. I mean, that's, right. and, and, that, and that exists only as an idea. It's only a thought system that is really. Um, what we're up against. And so, if we use the law of rhythm for everyone's advantage, we're basically looking at each moment and seeing, am I fighting against my what I really am or what everyone else really is, which is all, like you pointed out a moment ago, all one thing. Right. It's all the same being um, that seems to be divided into all these separate selves. Um, if I'm fighting against that interconnectedness, that um, recognition that we're all in it together, then I'm working against my own peace and happiness, and, that, and that's that, that's just Absolutely. silly. It's just it's just like why would anyone want to do that? And and I think the the, the why is because on some level we think I, I I'm convinced that I, on some level we actually think that we shattered perfect oneness. I think we we believe that somehow we were able to um, make up something that kept that feeling of peace out of our mind. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I think on some, and there's a lot of uh, literature that would support that if one was, you know, wants to look for it. It's not, it's not as popular as some, some other ideas. But, but I think if we, can, if we can just entertain that as a possibility yeah. and, and to, to think that, well, gee, maybe, maybe I'm holding myself hostage and, for a crime that couldn't possibly be committed – that then opens up the idea that, well, if I can look at what I thought was the crime in my mind right. and, and see it reflected out rhythmically in uh, countless you know, uh, opportunities and, and endless parade of situations and circumstances that come at us just like a, a, um, a horoscope you know, or, a, or the, the seasons or, or anything that, that we get to look at from different angles, it's all the same thing. It's but you, you, you might have a different perspective in the spring than in the fall or yes. the summer and then the winter yes. uh, about certain things. And you might have different characters that come and go in your life. But in, in a sense, I think what this um, metaphysical principle suggests is that underlying that is all the same thing. And it seems to, to, to fragment out and, and, and propagate in all these different Circumstances that we were just talking about a moment ago, and which ties into the one our topic for next time, which is the law of cause and effect, which is kind of like this billiard ball uh, mechanistic model, which on the level of form works beautifully. I mean, the, the Newtonian mechanics obviously was a, a, a brilliant um, uh, starting point upon which the quantum uh, theory then was was uh, you know became the foundation for that quantum theory right, right. And, but then we realized well the quantum theory actually includes that smaller model and then I think that that when we when we look at the 
principle of rhythm and see that that we do have an opportunity to look at our attachments and our aversions and to look at all the things that that we want to make big deals and let them go and be in the flow and and appreciate the gifts of each moment and then so true so gracefully release them and 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 then focus on what's next rather than dwelling on you know past hurts or or insults or or slights and and just just moving on and just saying okay if i can forgive myself by not holding anyone else hostage in my mind that frees me up to appreciate the gifts that are happening in the current moment far more fully so true yeah so and that, true. and that i think is is uh just hugely helpful. <laughs> tremendously, tremendously. It's 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 somewhat of you know it's it's one of the keys. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's one of the uh, it's one of the foundational keys to you know unlocking these parts of the mind of our DNA. This knowledge that is stored that we we always know we've always known it, but it's just a matter of pulling those you know. It's kind of like an onion. I always like to think of it, and it's been commonly referred to as you know peeling the layers back. Mm-hmm. And um, when you get to the core, it's it's that light, it's that source. You know, that's it's what happens when your pineal gland is flooded, and you go into you know a, another plane, and uh, uh, you know whatever happens, you know when you transcend. I I I I don't exactly know. I haven't had a near death experience, but um, I I could. I could imagine, I definitely, I imagine it's, you know, it's, it's, that's a whole other show topic, but, <laughs> but you and, know. and we've probably all had near life experiences, right? It's very true. And you know, I assume it to be somewhat similar, just a lot less dense and you don't have an ego. So it's like, I don't know, but that's, we'll, we'll save that topic for another show. But sure, um, sure. yeah, I just, you know, I, I think that, that, um, these are really, really powerful concepts that that the global community if they uh, if they embraced some of these concepts and and not only look at the science that backs it that's that's the most beautiful thing you know is when is when spirituality and science are intermingled and it's it's learned and understood that it's not about it's not a religion thing it's not a like it's not anything else but quantum physics it's not anything else outside of daily you know science like we have gravity we have you know uh we have multiple laws that we're working with on a moment-to-moment basis you know and then there's some laws that exist within within the mind which actually is everything exists within the mind but some laws that we don't necessarily um see for example you know the only way that i see the law of attraction is when i think about something and it appears Mm -hmm. but then that's that bigger flow that you're that we're talking about that's getting in that flow when you say when you recognize oh wow i just thought of that and here it is Thank you. You give your gratitude, and then you focus on the next best thing. That's getting in the flow, right? That's that's alignment. So. It is, and I, and I think one aspect that you just touched on there is that you know we don't really see the whole picture. I mean, right. and that's why we get little uh, archetypal um, you know vignettes and just kind of like little skits that happen uh, in our, our you know, little Whoville world that <laughs> come to us. Uh, so that we're not overwhelmed, because I, if we, if we, you know, as as Blake said, you know, if the, the doors of perception were cleansed, you know, we I'm paraphrasing greatly now, we'd freak out. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we if we saw all of space time at once, you know, we wouldn't be able to cope with it. So right. we we have this this mechanism by which the contents of our unconscious mind comes back to us, you know, in little bite-sized pieces and and but they're all perfectly mathematically exactly crafted to reflect what's in our unconscious mind in a way that gives us opportunities to forgive that decision-making capacity that seemed to have made this cosmic crime that that broke up oneness there's a quote i'd like to read from um this is actually lesson 135 in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. Please. It's a few Please. paragraphs down. And, and I'm just going to read the first sentence of this. Beautiful. And, and it says, What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one 
with a capital O, whose only purpose is your good. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that's, that sweet? That's amazing. But I think I think that's the the, the quality of, of grace and and the flow that the, I think this law of rhythm suggests to us that we could we can actually with practice, 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 yes, <laughs> which yes. is all all about what this law is is, is uh, you know advocating is just we need to practice being mindful in order for us to to change our thought systems to so to true. do to do the the total oil change from from the the, uh, <laughs> the 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 grunge of separation to the the incredibly uh, refined uh, you know smooth uh, flowing <laughs> uh, so system that that our 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 inner kindness teacher represents uh, and that it just it just takes a lot of practice it, it just does. takes a lot of practice it there's does. A, there's another um, poem that I really like that's in that chapter. Um, I, I ran across this years ago. Um, gosh, probably forty or fifty. Anyway, um, and it goes: One ship sails east and another west by the selfsame winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales that tells the way we go. And that's by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. And I, 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 I had to search, search to find that because I because I remember hearing that as a kid, and it's like, it, it it just is a nice reminder that that we have that choice, right? Um, and you know, if 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 you're in a sailboat and you don't know how to sail, then you're kind of at the mercy again of the winds yes. and the currents, and and you know what comes at you, and 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 obviously the tides are very rhythmic and the ocean currents are very rhythmic. I I have a uh, an app on my iPhone that is is just a blast to watch, quite mesmerizing actually. It's called My Radar. If you if you haven't no. seen it, it's, it's oh, I'll definitely check it out. It's 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 a very cool app, you, and there's a little setting you can turn the wind currents on, and and you oh, see all wow. these colored spirals out in the ocean, and and all the fronts moving in across the country. And now they've got wow. it where it's showing the winds all all around the planet, and and you can turn on things like earthquakes and. But again, those are all rhythmic. Uh, phenomena, That's amazing. Um, but but they're reminiscent and reminders that in our uh, mental machinery we have uh, a system that's set up to bring to us that unconscious stuff that we again with practice, practice, practice can forgive ourselves for believing that it's a, a punishment and and turn it around to where. There's a grace and a flow that leads us to a classroom awareness rather than a prison awareness in our mind. And, and, and that's by just saying, I, I want to, I will, uh, and, and desire to know what can I um, you know, let go of. It's usually not do, having to do anything so much as letting go of um, something that doesn't work. Yes, it's true. <laughs> what, what, what can I let go of? That um, reinforces the idea that that my interests are more important than someone else's interests. That that there's there's uh, um, that differences are important, and that uh, it's there's any possible benefit to me or anyone else to to hang on to a feeling of victimization or or unfairness uh, and all that kind of stuff. That that you know it's certainly on the surface seems plausible, and and you know have our whole world is is uh, you know. In, in some sense, a giant propaganda machine for reinforcing that uh, pitiful and pitying uh, self-concept. Very true. Um, very not that, not true. that, but then you know that that doesn't mean we're not compassionate. It just means of that, that if we realize that we're we're all complicitous, we're all yes. and on some level or another responsible. Even if we don't know consciously what the connection is, we're responsible for. Um, our choice of thought system. Yes. We, we, we can't really yes. choose what comes at us uh, on the level of form, but we can choose. Um, you know, again, grab the sails. If, right. With that inner kindness teacher at the helm, right. we can sail through past the sirens of <laughs> of Greek mythology. You know, which is another another. I think I put that. I'm not sure if it was this chapter that I, I talked about it, but yeah. but there was in one of the chapters of this book that we're going through um just a really neat uh um, greek uh story you know in mythology that, that where where um uh, ulysses had his men um put wax in their ears so that they wouldn't be lured by the sirens which were of course are metaphors for all the 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 negative thinking and feeling yes that we we get sucked into 
by thinking in terms of that we're the victim of the world so we see. So true. It's and and so, so what what uh, what you, you know metaphorically Ulysses did is he he wanted to be tied to the mast so he couldn't steer the ship uh, against the the shoals and, and shipwreck, um, but he wanted to hear right. to just watch to just watch symbolically look at the contents of the mind without condemnation without taking feeling a need to take some kind of action yes yes in the world but just being mindful yes. of what's going on yes. in in the mind. So and, and seeing the sirens, seeing the propaganda, seeing the the lure of the world, the seductive quality of victimhood, and say, "Wait a minute, this is going to just shipwreck me again. I'll have to so build another true. dang boat." <laughs> it's very true. It's very true, Bruce. Why, why, why would I want to do that? I'm so sorry, brother. We've actually come to the very end of the show. We're oh going to have gosh. to close it out, my friend. But this has been such a powerful show, Bruce. I cannot thank you enough for coming oh, on the thank show you, David. and talking about the law of rhythm. Once again, guys, if you want to follow along, get the get the last couple chapters with us. You can check out thegeometrycode.com. And you know what? It's just good to have. It's just great reading. That's just plain hands down. Just It stimulates your mind in a way that it hasn't been stimulated before. Bruce, I, I have all the unconditional love and appreciation for you, brother. You're Likewise. just the best. And uh, I'd like to close this episode with uh, one last quote from uh, Gary Renard. It says, in every instant, we have the ability to change our minds about reality. Thank you, Bruce, for putting that in the geometry code. You're awesome, man. Listeners, all the unconditional love, light, abundance, joy, love, and laughter. More love and laughter from our hearts to yours. We will see you guys next Sunday. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.